Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Emmy, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Can we say that? Yeah, because this Oh, will, shoot. I'm making a big mess. You're fine. This will come out on the day before Christmas Eve. On Christmas the Eve, Eve, Eve Eve? On the Eve Eve? The Eve Eve of the Christmas Eve. Ah, oh, Christmas. I know. It's so funny because I kind of got annoyed that people complain about like Christmas so much the other day because I was like, can we just all be excited and happy? And then I started like... <laughs> and then did you have a total meltdown that night or what? Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. just... It's a lot of dynamics, right? It's trying to make a lot of people, people happy. happy. And let me tell you, the last person on the list to make happy is yourself. hundred. The mom is... Yes. Mm-hmm. I told you, I mean, last year I, I literally said, I wish I were dead. So you guys could all know what this felt like to not have me here doing everything. <laughs> that's, I forgot. I know that's you. horrible. I forgot about your big meltdown. Uh-huh. Full you- meltdown. I haven't necessarily had a full meltdown this year, but I've also sort of just taken some things off the list. Have you taken a nap since last Christmas? Oh God, no. And last Christmas I did. Well, I didn't get to take a nap on Christmas day because we had to pack up everything because we were going to Colorado the next day. Oh, that's right. So I thought that no. was your day. You that is, that is nap. my day. I think I ended up taking it the next day when I got to Colorado, but that was the last nap. Maybe this year. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. impressive. I don't know. My family's leaving to go to Colorado in 30 minutes without Wait. me. Okay. So this is bizarre. I'm kidless and you're going to be kidless. Why are you kidless? My in-laws are taking the kids for tonight. The, my Jeff met them in Ardmore and they're taking them to the Gaylord Texan for a night. But so much fun. They're not going to be home till like almost dinner time tomorrow. <sighs> it is bizarre. Yeah. Cause have you been in your house no, without your kids I've never, ever? I've never been in my house without my children. Is this your peak or your pit? I don't know. I felt really weird this morning because they left so early. And so I didn't like I, you know, I you didn't them, have your normal routine sort of. Yeah, probably. like I made them their smoothies for the car. I made them like, you know, little waffles to take. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll feed myself. And then I was like, wait, I have like two hours before I need to record. I was like, but I don't want to shower because I'm going to go work out anyway. So that was a whole thing. So I tried on clothes in my closet. That's fun. Yeah, just to see what fit. <laughs> I guess you are pregnant, so maybe yeah. it's not quite as much fun it was, as it would I be mean, otherwise. I was like, <laughs> and then I made my bed, and I kind of I like started a, laundry, oh. and like, but then I I wasn't as motivated because they weren't there. I know. Did you sit down for a minute and enjoy I did. yourself? Good. Yeah, but still, it's so weird. So what are you and Jeff going to do tonight? Put together all the Christmas presents? No, we have our mosh party. Oh, the mosh party. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. What am I going to wear to the mosh party? I will. That's what I was trying to figure out this morning. It's like, what what fits me? Gosh. So. I better. I know. Jim was like, what are you going to do when we're gone? I was like, I don't know. I don't really have anything to do. And then this morning I was like, wait a minute. You've, yeah, I'm but, playing mahjong tonight. Well, yeah, I'm busy. I know. I'm busy. Well, okay. So my, I mean, maybe my, I don't know about my peak. My peak is at the moment. Well, I don't know. I've made, I have no Christmas. That might be my pit and my peak. I have no Christmas card. Oh, yeah. And I've not made any pralines. So if you're somebody that I deliver pralines to and you're listening to this podcast, I'm real sorry. Are you not? Are you not doing them? Well, I think I have to make some at some point today because I'm supposed to bring them to the shop tomorrow because at Greta tomorrow, we're having the interns have planned a party. Oh, shoot. You're right. This won't come out. Sorry. (laughs) This past Tuesday, we had a party at Greta. (laughs) You missed it. (laughs) And you missed it. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I guess I can kind of get things or I will have four days to sort of get organized and I'll be organized when everybody gets home. And that's actually, yeah, I think it's kind of nice that my, well, I guess my peak in my pit is that I'm hosting a baby shower on what? Thursday. Uh, who, it's, who hosts a baby shower two days before Christmas? Well, it's it's one of my best friends growing up. She lives in Boston. So oh, it so was, she's home for she's Christmas. She's home for okay. Christmas and it's only 19 people. Oh, it's that's very, yeah. very, very small. And I'm so excited that she's pregnant and it just happened. It was like, oh yeah, I just kind of volunteered. My and your house, house will be decorated and beautiful and Well, that's ready the thing. I have that giant tree, whatever. Yeah. But I'm also like, oh wow, I'm hosting something <laughs> two days before Christmas. <laughs> and you have two children and you're pregnant. I don't know how you do it. I just, you know. It'll be fun. It'll be, and you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. Like this whole idea that everything needs to be perfect all the time is no, no exhausting. No events at my house are perfect. No, nothing I do is perfect. Nothing I do is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't ever think they will be like, that's good. I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't. And there's like a, joy in the imperfection. Yeah. Right? Like my, yes. Like my bar will never be beautiful. Nope. Like my powder. My bar will never be stocked. Like the mirror in my powder bath will always hang crooked. Like uh-huh. that's just the type of person I am. Yeah. And that's kind of how I operate at Greta, really. Yeah. Which, if you're somebody that needs things perfect, maybe you're not the Greta customer. Yeah. But if you like to like be in the mix of like yeah. how it all goes down and like uh-huh. you kind of see how it works, then you're, it's a perfect place for you. If you exactly. want to bring your dog and your kid and your maybe smoothie that's why we can your gym so much. clothes. Because <laughs> we don't like hold each other like to no, that high that of a standard. standard. <laughs> we just... Wait, it just made sense to me. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Because if you forget to do something, I never get mad at you and no, vice you're versa. So sweet. No, and isn't you, that yeah. true? No, I mean, I'm just like, we're all doing the yeah. best we can every day. <laughs> well, that's I okay. I think that you and I know that about each yes, other that we, we do. really do our are trying to do our best. <laughs> and if we forget to do something, it's not because we didn't want to do we it. We didn't want to do it or we didn't or it wasn't important. It just it just it is what it is. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Wait, so what's your pit? Oh, I guess you kind of already uh, said. No, I mean I don't know. That's that I don't really have like my whole Christmas worked out. Like we mm-hmm. used to on Christmas Eve, we went to Dot Woe and there were like, oh yeah, you know, five families that all came together, like grandparents all the way down through grandchildren. And we did church and then Dot Woe. And then on Christmas morning, we had breakfast at our house. And that Christmas night, we had um, Christmas at my grandmother's house and a big dinner that my brother would cook. And so, I don't know. It's all, it's, it's just none a, of that is really happening. My sister, Rosie is staying in LA. She's not coming. Russell aww. and Kaylee are coming, but, um, Lizzie's never come. So I don't feel like a loss that Lizzie's not here for Christmas, but like the Rosie's not going to be here for Christmas makes me sad. Come on, Rosie. I know. Yeah. Actually, Sarah's- now that she has uncle Mike, uncle I know Mike. they have their own Christmas tree. Uh, yeah, oh my actually, God. my sister's not coming either. Really? Oh, yeah, uh, my brother isn't, but that's kind of expected because he's been married for a while now. So right. like, every so, other year I know and I'm not going to see right. him. But And so I'm not going to have my kids. We didn't, well, I'm not even going to, we didn't do some of the traditional Christmas things that we normally have done. And I'm kind of sad about that Wait, too. that is actually my peak. Tell me. My cookies that I forgot oh, to bring you. that you forgot. I literally sent Amy a message last night. I was like, I do not forget to bring me an ice cookie. My favorite dessert. Oh my gosh. I'll bring you one. I'll bring you one today. Okay. Because I'm, I'm by myself. I'm, oh, you got nothing to do. Yeah. Well, I have tons well, of you've stuff got to, do, to do, but yeah. I'll, I'll still bring you one. Um, no, making sugar cookies with my mom is like my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday oh. tradition. I think it's something I look forward to. It's just like... It's do my, you do it at her house or your house? Her house. She's honestly... I've never actually made the cookies by myself. She my makes sister, the dough. She has them ready to go. Like mm-hmm. you're rolling the... So I... Yeah, I rolled out dough. I 
did the cookie cutters. We put them in the oven. We're very, there's a lot of opinions on how underbaked or overbaked they need mm-hmm. to be. My mom and I are very much in the camp of they need to be a little underbaked. Yes. So that they're really oh, just like. Jim's in that camp and I mess up some cookies this weekend. I like mine that I was in charge of. They were like crispy. And, oh, and no. I threw them away this morning. I was like, did oh, you really? Yeah. I think underbaked. You're right. Underbaked is the way to go. And honestly, it's making my mouth water thinking about these cookies because they're that good. Like, and I'm a sugar cookie snob. Oh, yeah. Me too. And actually, a snob's not the right word. I feel like a snob just means that you like the most expensive stuff. I am a sugar cookie... Connoisseur? Eh. Expert? I think expert. Lover? All of the above. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like pumpkin pie. Yeah. Those are your things. Yeah. Sweets. Sweets. God, so good. <laughs> Actually, I'm doing a candy bar for this baby shower and I didn't realize how expensive candy is. Uh, did you, we, for the store, order all of ours from Candy Nation online. Is that a bulk place? Yeah. Yeah. So I looked into it. Is expensive, it's it's yeah. so expensive. And if you want the really beautiful candy, you probably can't get it bulk necessarily. No. Either. Like she, she loves Harry Bow and that stuff. Oh, is no, so- no, no. Here's where you're going to go. Where? Five below. Oh. Have you gotten them already? Well, so I need to get more. Oh, go to Five Below. They have all the Harry Bows at Five Below. Really? And now my, I haven't been in like two years, but I mean, every shape you could ever possibly imagine. And they're so cheap. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Done. Sold. I mean, you might want to call in advance, but. I'm just going to. Or can you Instacart Five Below? That's my new thing. I'm Instacarting everything. I Instacarted oh, I... presents the other day. I'm like. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, wait. I do have another peek. What? I know. I'm, I'm like all over the place. No, we, today, I mean, I'm so sorry. Fine. We got to go. Um, we had. Uh, every year we have a Christmas party with like maybe seven families. Uh-huh. We didn't have it last year because of COVID, but we had it this year on Saturday night. And and uh. the kids range from three to 20. Aww. And they're mostly boys, but maybe like two thirds boys, one third girls. Yeah. But they... Um, my friend Lauren did one of those things where you like wrap the present like on a hundred oh, different things. And oh yeah. A present ball. Yes. A present ball and you're rolling the dice and yeah. everybody's screaming and yelling and all the kids are going. And yes. I mean, it, it was like, it was of course at the beginning, Monique was like, Kate's going to win. Kate always wins. She wins everything. Sure enough. Kate won. Did it was a hundred dollars. I think that she got. Wait, uh, Kate, uh, Kate Nafee. Uh, and sure enough, like it was going around. You didn't think she did. And all of a sudden, like Kate was the winner. <laughs> And there were probably 20 something kids. It was hysterical. Oh, you're talking about left, right, center. No, no, no. It's like you, the, the, pre, the there was a big giant present uh-huh. and somebody, you roll the dice until you get doubles and the person unwrapping all the layers of the present gets to keep unwrapping until somebody rolls doubles. And then the person oh, who wait, rolls the okay, doubles, yes, yes, then yes, they yes. get the present That's to right. unwrap and they, until and, the next person. Like, but in the dollar bills are like falling out of it. Yes, right? but it was more like random silly presents along oh, the way. Okay. The last present was $100, maybe $100 or something. I so my grandparents used to do those for our 16th birthday or maybe it was our 10th birthday. They would do a present ball and it was like the most fun thing because like yeah, yeah i'd you, never done it before it was oh, so yeah. fun and with the yeah. uh what's it called cell of uh saran wrap this didn't oh have, they did uh, saran this wrap? didn't have saran wrap this was just paper and like boxes and whatever but oh because they used to do crepe paper oh oh like mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah. uh-huh, that's a really good way to do it i have seen that but mm-hmm. so we did that and then there was a secret santa and i had bombed on my secret santa on thursday night with the 10th grade moms so i was like i'm not gonna bomb the secret santa i'm what? not gonna screw this up so <laughs> i own a store how is that possible? well it was a family i viewed it as a family secret santa so like uh... each family brought one thing so i ordered spike ball which is this game they play in middle school that they yeah, love yeah and from dick's 
Instacarted it to my house. Nice. So I didn't have to drive to Memorial. I didn't have to go Perfect. in the dicks. It cost me $7 extra. Right. I was like, that is worth, worth every it. penny. Yeah. So that was the, that the party was really fun. It's good. always a good time. So that was another peak. We've got a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun things coming up this week. I just have Mahjong. We have Maj. I have a, like all of our good friends from high school. We have a dinner. So then we have the fun. baby shower and then we have Christmas. <laughs> oh, just, a, just an easy week, an easy week. Yeah. Actually, well, maybe then I am kind of glad my kids are gone. You have 24 hours to breathe. Well, kind, yeah, kind of, right? Like, yeah. You can get some stuff done. Twice no. as many things as you can well, get Well, that's the thing. That I was like, I'm not limited from nine right. to three. Right. Like I don't have pickup at three today, mm-hmm. which is bizarre, which is also why I didn't shower. Cause I was like, oh, I don't have to. Mm-mm. I bother. Well, and I'm gross, but anyway. Uh, well, we're really excited about our guest this week. We have been dreaming about having her on for quite some time now. Yeah, she was on our original list. She was on our original list, and here she is a year later. And we, you know what? We were very patient, and we, it was worth the wait. So Whitney McClendon is the co-owner of Organic Squeeze. After growing up in Coweta, Oklahoma, she attended high school at Holland Hall in Tulsa and college at Baylor University, majoring in chemistry and biology. After graduation, she decided she wanted to be on the preventative side of medicine as opposed to the treatment side. And so she turned down medical school to pursue her master's in epidemiology and biostatistics from UT Southwestern in Dallas. Whitney worked in epidemiology research, focusing on nutrition at MD Anderson and then as a director at the Baylor College of Medicine Human Genome Sequencing Center. She met her husband, Jack, on a flight from Houston to OKC, and the rest is history. She's been in OKC for almost 10 years and has spent that time working on her passion for nutrition, health, and preventative medicine through food. She owned and operated Provision Kitchen and has now set her sights on growing organic squeeze. Welcome to Action City, Whitney. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blackened Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Blackened Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black and Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black and Studios has your back. Search Black and Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black and Whitney, I'm so happy you're here. I know. We've asked you, I think. Well, we, we I don't know if me. we you're actually so good. have we asked did not you or internally if we've asked each other to Like a hundred times. Yeah. And I'm like, we didn't give up. We did. And we know it. that you were having a baby and basically starting a new, sort of a new business. So we're so glad mm-hmm. you're here now. The five days before Thank Christmas because there's I nothing that, to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have anything you need to be doing right now. <laughs> you know, we're all in the same boat there. Yeah, But, you true. know, I said thank you for asking. Yeah. Again, because I know that I avoided and... No. But I'm so no, happy you were to be so, here. But you were busy. Let me tell you. That's... It's just crazy. And you don't want to commit to... I have learned don't commit to things that you can't do. I think do. actually yeah. you're one of the people who's good at saying no. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, I feel like you prioritize your life 
life in a way. I wish that I had that I had skill. That That's a real skill. It is. Sweet. Yeah, no, it is I a try. superpower. It's like some people just say yes, and then they, you and I do this. Oh, we're the worst. And then we get overwhelmed, and then we don't mm. don't. Then I don't do don't, a good job. With whatever deliver. it is. Yeah. Was your mom? Did your mom do a good job saying no? No, my mom's <laughs> just like ultimate helper. But so is but my you mom. Know, honestly, and so is I. But then we had some life events happen, and you get to the point where you're like, I can't handle one more thing, and I'm not going to let. Like I'm big on on Charlie and other things, and like yeah. the phones inundate everything. I'm yeah. kind of the, like I feel guilt about that. I'm I don't get to my text until my phone's on airplane mode most of the time. Like Is if I'm really? with the kids, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder because so when smart. I texted you, it said send us text message, and I was like. I wonder why that happened. And then now it makes sense. Wait, so you switch I it to airplane it mode like during the day? Yeah. Wow. All the time. Oh. All the time, especially if I'm with the baby or with Charlie. And then smart. If, I'm, if both kids are with me, it's always on airplane mode. And then Wait, what if Jack when, needs you? I turn it on and like I turn it on when the baby goes down for a nap or when Charlie gets a break and then I receive my messages. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wait, that is next level. How can I do that? It kind can of, I, I turn mean, it on airplane mode indefinitely? Would that work? I don't like just sorry, people. I know. I actually (laughs) was thinking about that with my email. I was like, should I just change my email and they'll all go away? (laughs) You guys, the email situation. I mean, we were talking about you said you had 150 emails you had to respond to. I mean, the thing I don't like about email is that anybody can find you any time of day and they expect a response. Yeah. You have no choice in the matter. Same thing as text. It's yeah, that's true. It's too much. I accidentally cleared my inbox two days ago. That's you accidentally I did that one uh-huh. so and, great. But like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just lost like information I needed or whatever. I've yet to reference yes. or try to find an old email yet. And I'm like, it's already been two days. I'm sure in a couple, like maybe in a couple of weeks, something will happen where I'm like, oh gosh, I deleted that email. But isn't that wild? I would love to do it's that. It's true. It's yeah. all this stress. My 35,000 emails that I have in my Hotmail account that I've had since I was 25, <laughs> you guys. That's, that's why I always... Three years. Oh Do you tell people like it's like if you email that email, I'm not going to find it. Well, that's what I always say. I'm like, if you email my personal, personal email, email. There's no. I yeah. might find it ten years from now. When yeah, I'm like searching for it. Well, you know what? I found an email because I searched your name oh, to try really? to find the email from Liz. Uh huh. And I was like, wouldn't have seen that for another ten days if I hadn't searched out Emmy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm just helping helping out, right? Yeah, we really, you're so nice, Amy. (laughs) Well, so Whitney, you're from Tulsa originally, right? Mm -hmm. Coweta, small town outside of Tulsa. (gasps) Coweta? Coweta. I did not know that. Okay, wait, like what direction from Tulsa is Coweta? Southeast. Southeast. Like 20 minutes. We've interviewed so many people who are like, from Tulsa adjacent, mm-hmm, right? Who are like from all really? these like teeny tiny little towns kind of outside Tulsa. But do you think of it as a suburb or did you think of it as like a tiny little town? Tiny little town. I mean, but we did go in all the time. So like how long? 45 minutes? 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So my dad was a dentist. He went to OU Dental. He went to UT undergrad, then oh. OU Dental. And then he wanted a small town. So he found Coito, which was like supposed to be this growing. And he was the first dentist there. And now there are like Five or seven. Wait, or where did so he grow up? Bartlesville. His dad oh, was in Philadelphia. Which was like a big city, probably compared to Coweta. Yeah. Oh, my mom was from Oklahoma City and she was like, What are we doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, what are you driving to Tulsa? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like great place to grow up, one stoplight, good families, good Oklahoma families. And then in high school, sophomore year, I switched to Hall and Hall. Oh, okay. So I would drive every day. And now that I have a kid, I'm like, how do my parents let me do do that? that? 25 minutes is like a 16-year-old each way. Well, so they must have driven you at the beginning. When's your birthday? Are you like, did you turn 16 before 
um, sophomore year started. So mm-hmm. you just drove yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine putting your kids on the highway? Uh-uh. No, but I think it's part of all what's led my journey. I mean, I look back and I'm like, man, they really yeah, kind of let me do you. my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah. And that really did change my trajectory. It's like I would not give up the everything I got from small town, big fish, small pond, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Love, community, church. But moving to Holland Hall really changed my trajectory. Did you like Holland Hall? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Like still best friends with my seven girls. We talk every day. We take two trips a year. That's fun. They're all really powerful women that are in an awesome spot in their lives. And it's so wonderful to have that, you know. Did it, when you got to Holland Hall, did it seem like, oh my God, the world is so much bigger than I thought it was? Or... Did it feel just like a little community, like a small town? What was, I mean, because. Well, I mean, at that point, it's hard to, it's hard to transition because I loved Coeta. I mean, I had my friends there. I wasn't, trans. it was, that was a big, tough You loved decision. all your, it wasn't like you didn't like your friends at yes. home. You just. And, um, and then you go where it's, you know, it's a totally different world. And right. they all thought I was this like Southern Belle with this thick accent. <laughs> and I mean, at my wedding, they all like talked how I spoke, how they thought I spoke. And I mean, it's hilarious. It's like, dude, it's 20 minutes away. Yeah. And by the way, you're from Oklahoma too. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I remember walking down the hall and a, t- a teacher said, uh, how are you? And I said, I'm good. Thank you. And he said, it's well. Oh, first day. And I was like, okay, it's well. Actually, my dad and I have a lot of conversations about that. I don't actually know whether or not it is well. And I will report back because well means like I'm I'm physically well. Yes. And that's the first thing Aubrey said, too. Really? Because my mother-in-law has a similar story. Like she went to boarding school and they she thought she was like the hot stuff. and, (laughs) And they were like, nice, nice pants, like and called her some name and she was like what are you talking about and then she kind of looked around at what everybody was wearing kind of the same thing where you're like oh I thought it all all figured out but it is a bigger world Mm -hmm. and you know you kind of find your place well also coming to a small private school sophomore year I mean a lot of cliques had already formed I mean they had probably been together since they were babies oh yeah Yeah. which to me was just baffling to think of lifers exactly like what? <laughs> and now I'm But you were able to like- <laughs> forge those friendships, right? I mean, if you're there are seven of you and you're still so close, I mean Yeah. No, everybody honestly make people were really easily. sweet. No, that's good. Well, so where did you go to college? Baylor. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I always, I did not I know, know that. Yeah. I feel like I know this stuff and then you say it and I'm like, all oh, right. <laughs> yeah. No, but did, so how did you choose Baylor? Um, I I knew I wanted to be pre med. Oh, okay. And so I toured, and that was another thing about Hall and Hall. I mean, it completely changed, you know, what I even thought about. Yeah, like uh, college going wise. out of state. Yeah, I mean, all of them came to the school, and then it, it, you know, you toured. So anyway, I had two housing apps, and I had pushed it to the last day of Vanderbilt and Baylor, and I literally had to decide. And there were some things of, and you know, you're you're operating in a vacuum. You have no clue. You have really no idea what to, you think you know, but you don't. Yeah, and. You know, my sweet parents were zero help. Like they, they <laughs> let, like letting me fly to drive to Tulsa every day. They they were just like, you figure it out. So, I mean, my thought was I knew I wanted to be pre-med. Both of them had excellent pre-med science programs. Um, but I wanted the Christian aspect and I loved Texas. So, and my best friend was going to UT for the architecture program. So I spent a lot of time in Austin yeah. from Waco and I spent a lot of time in Dallas from Waco. 
Nice. And then after Baylor, what happened? I was enrolled in med school and I backed out the week before we started. <sighs> were were Wait, you enrolled which... in med school at Baylor? No, at OU. Okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Because I would have been in state. I, yeah, I almost went to several Texas schools, but I was like, you know what? I need to do in state. So I was enrolled the whole time. I was kind of struggling with the decision. And what was your major? Was your major pre-med at Baylor? Biology that- and chemistry. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> I thought there was a lot going on with insurance and healthcare and a lot of stuff at the time. And I just really had this strong urge that I wanted to focus on prevention rather than treatment. And I knew that my trajectory for the next 12 years was laid out solid if I went to med school and what that would look like and what my lifestyle would look like and what my debt would look like and all of that. And um, I took so much sense knowing you like that you'd want to be preventative. Yeah. Like I feel like you're such a like a proactive person, not a reactive person. So this makes sense that you were like, that's, that's pretty a lot of forethought at age 22. Yeah, you really had to. It was a big, big scare. I mean, thinking deeply about that. What I mean, you know, the whole time you're pre med, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, I know exactly what my next. 15 years is going to look like. And then it was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I just gave someone a spot off the wait list. I'm donezo. And um, I went to grad school at UT Southwestern in epidemiology and biostatistics. So focusing on really my hub was chronic disease prevention. Which is incredible. Like, I mean, that's what we need right now. God, I feel I like more crazy. than everything. It, it Like, especially now with COVID, it's it's crazy to see everything going on. But um, yeah, so I could never have thought that I would end up in Oklahoma City or even though I'm an <laughs> Oklahoma girl um, or what, how it came yeah. to fruition here. So what do you, after you get your master's, what jobs do you go into after getting that master's? I immediately started working at the Children's uh, Research Center in, in Dallas. And then uh, my doing dream, what? What's the very beginning epidemiology okay. research, epidemiology research. So, but my goal was MD Anderson. So I start there. I mean, I'm in the research department for probably two weeks. And so you're like in a little white lab coat, like with where you see that like counter all lined up and everybody's standing there with little I just like imagine the like thing microscopes and like little that. vials and you're like, like moving things like around. Little, not like, is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, That's what I imagine I did you do doing. A lot of that with your college. blonde hair sticking out of the back of your little hat or whatever. Right, like ripping it off to go to the bars at uh-huh. night. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, a lot of it was like qualitative epidemiological research. Okay. And then we went to so so that started. I had applied for a position at MD Anderson. They called. Two weeks into your job in Dallas. Okay. And this is like my dream, the Department of Epidemiology there. And um, I went and interviewed first time to Houston. Other than when I was going to interview for my um, med school interview at A&M and I, I missed the turn and I drove to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Were you late for your interview at A&M? No, it was the night before. Oh, thank oh God. yeah. I was like, wow, College Station's a lot bigger uh-huh. than I thought. Yeah. Oh, Wait. shit. This is Houston. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like around. Was Wait, that before hysterical. Google Maps? Was that yeah. like oh. when you were like actually reading a map or oh, printing yeah. out the map quest? Directions, dark, yeah. dark at night, mm-hmm. yeah, tired, and just kept driving. Oh, God. Wait, yeah. that's hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Live and learn. Um, yeah, so I went, and then I had a boyfriend in Dallas. He was um, 
an attorney that I'd met at Baylor. He was in Baylor Law School when I was at Baylor. And I moved to MD Anderson the next week. To like, see ya, honey. So you <laughs> went and with. interviewed oh, and then did. they hired you basically on the spot. Mm-hmm. And then it was one of those things where it was like, we're going to fill the position if you don't. So I so you had paid to tell- my rent through the end of the month and my dad came and helped me move. And that was it. Wow. And then Houston. So I was at MD Anderson in Houston. Incredible place to be. Obviously, you know, nobody wants to be there, but um, an incredible institution. And um That is where I really got put into nutrition. So it was, there's the genetic component of cancer environmental and then the nutrition component, which, you know, you look at people and you're like, it is not your fault. It's more innocent decisions. They're just living their life. But we're trying so hard to find things that are correlating with all these horrific diseases. And so I started learning more and more and more and more about really an equal swap of my heartbreaking for these people who had no clue that everyday decisions that they were making were contributing to this disease. What were like, I mean, you know, obviously HIPAA, like you can't say who they were, but what were some of these decisions people were making that you could see direct correlations with cancer? Well, a lot of, I mean, you know me, I like the number one Uh thing is organic. Oh, okay. Are you serious? Oh yeah. The number one thing. And um, God, I get there to get the apples and honey crisps, and I'm like, am I going to pay three times as much for the organic? And I pick, I pick the one that's not organic. So what you're saying is, I should really, okay, okay yeah. Honey. yeah, because I mean, it's not think it, like it's it is not natural. That's no the thing, all the pesticides and fancy, all the chemicals they like, spray on it's it. It's the way we've lived for thousands mm-hmm. of years, and it is worth it. I mean, if you if you really get all that stuff out of your system. You will not spend very much on healthcare at all. And so it pays for itself tenfold. But yeah, I mean, for example, Monsanto, Roundup, like, you know, they are not only genetically engineering the plant so that they can, you know, handle thousands of pounds of toxic pesticides that would otherwise kill them. So it's so it's a foreign, you know, food to your body. And then you're getting pounds of these chemicals. So your liver can choose. I mean, you have any other environmental factors, you have any other stress, your liver has to choose. You know, am I gonna am I gonna get rid of all these chemicals that you're putting in with food that should just be food? Yeah. Or am I gonna fight this disease? Well, I don't have enough energy or space. So I'm gonna have to let the disease grow and get rid well, of all I these fight chemicals. All the rest of the others. Wow. Yeah. There's a hole and you can't get bigger than the hole that you only have so much, you know, hundred percent. So um, you know, we, I start to learn all these things like just crazy. And then, um, the human genome center is, is associated with Baylor college of medicine. And that was sort of my dream position was a director at the human genome center and really focusing on the genetic component combined with the nutrition epigenetics. And so I went and did that. Um, How long were you at MD Anderson? Oh, probably three or four years. Okay. And then um, I switched to the Human Genome Center right before I got engaged. And then um, I did that remotely in Oklahoma City for two years, too. Did you really? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wait, let's go back really quickly. Will you tell the story about how you and Jack met? Will you give me a... Yes. I, I love this story. Cares. I do. No, I love it. I love it. But it's- so I moved to Houston with a boyfriend. Not in with a boyfriend, but boyfriend. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Broke up. It usually is. Yep. Yep. It was good. <laughs> uh-huh. It was good to know. Good he came with. And um, 
My sister just graduated OU, had a little house in the village. I had never flown to Oklahoma City, so I was supposed to fl- fly to Tulsa home for Christmas. Jack was an investment banker, so we were both working. I was like the newest person at MD Anderson, so we both had to work December 23rd. So we didn't get off till the 24th. So we were, I switched my flight. So I called my sister and I was like, hey, how about I see your house and we'll drive home together and catch up. So like December 21st, I switched my flight. He and I sat next to each other on the plane from Houston, Oklahoma City. Really? Mm-hmm. Isn't oh my, that a good story? I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, when you go sit down on a plane, you're like, I just can't, I can't talk to anybody. Oh. I'm literally not going to get involved with this Especially person Especially like to me. that close to the holidays. Especially you're like exhausted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just gotta get that's home. probably why he was interested. So who's, who spoke I, first? Um, well, I did. And he loves this story. <gasps> Wait, I was going to, I would have put money on him. I would so have too. Okay. Well, he, okay. So I had just got out of a relationship. I mean, I say when girls go on dates, when they're sick or like newly broken up, it's when they're going to find their husband because they're just like, they're, they're, don't so give not interested. You know what? Right. Yeah. 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 They're like, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Over it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in the lobby, like we're at the gate. I had, he always says I like, I had like this little white Blackberry. I was on the whole time. And, um, back when Blackberries were back when that was a thing. Let's go back to those days. And I could totally tell he was staring and I, yeah. And he was talking to this girl and her mom. And I thought that must be his girlfriend. Ended up being his like invest, his, uh, investment banker, like colleague. Oh, okay. He was like a sister. And um, so anyway, it was Southwest. So, of course, he's a business select and I'm C. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm post-grad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like the last person to get on the plane. I was waiting for you to be like, so I got like upgraded to first or yeah. something. Like, I'm thinking in my head, like, yeah, so nope. Southwest makes sense. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I literally walked past him knowing he was staring at me. I didn't want anything to do with it. He's in a suit with a big sack of paper. So I'm thinking he's an attorney. You're like, I don't need another gonna, one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Down oh, with those Lord. attorneys. <laughs> like, but you know, okay, he's going to read the whole time. He's not going to talk. So I go past him and he said, he was like, damn. And then I look <laughs> back and there's all middle seats oh. and people going over the center. I was just like, so I literally took a deep breath and I backed up and I was like, is this seat saved? And he was like, no. <laughs> and he did not read at all. He talked the entire time. Oh. Yeah. So you chose that. the seat. I chose the seat. He's always like, she's sat next to me. And then um, we went to baggage claim and I thought, all right. He, I told kind of a scary story about something I had done to a guy at a bar that, you know. You're like, he's never going to ask for my yeah. number after I was that like, story. Oh, probably shouldn't have told that. And um, then I was like, okay, I've got my bag. My sister's waiting. He still hadn't asked my, for my number. Merry Christmas. Nice, nice to talk to you. And he, d- I realized Six months later, he didn't have a bag he was waiting on. He had he had carried on. And he got in the car with his mom. He goes, Mom, I just met this girl and she's so awesome. And she was like, whatever, Jackie, let's go. And I got in the car with my sister. I was like, I just met the hottest guy and I'm never going to talk to him again because I scared him off. (laughs) And then I get to my sister's house and I have a Facebook message. And it said, He found you. He found you. Yeah. We had the same birthday. He knew my name and he knew I went to Baylor. And so there was a cute little message. There you Thank go. God for social media. Sometimes it, I mean, back then it, too, it's used for good. And then I yeah. thought, whatever, I'm not going to see him. Like he was gone for three weeks. And when he got back in Houston, he called and my phone rang. It was plain boy. The boy. Plain boy. Plain boy. boy. <laughs> Wait, that's good. Yeah. Well, now it. here you are. Here Married you are. how many years? Two kids? Yeah. Almost nine. 
Nine? Nine. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I know. It's almost 2022. Gosh. It's crazy. Wait, it is almost 2022. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So well, I, I thought we would be in Houston for a while, but I'm, I always say I met the one Texas boy that wanted to come back to Oklahoma. You know, yeah. most Oklahoma boys in Texas stay in Texas. He, he, I knew that was part of the thing. He really wanted to come back to come Oklahoma back. City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I'm so glad that you guys did come back to Oklahoma well, City. Well, so you come back and you're, you have that job remotely. Mm-hmm. What led you to say, okay, now I want to kind of plant roots here and start something here? Um, Well, I took that time. I mean, I really didn't know anything about Oklahoma City. A Tulsa girl, I think most people think. No, there's such a disconnect. Right. I was actually talking to Stephen Burke Lacey, who went to Hall and Hall, Mm -hmm. about this on Saturday. I was like, there's like no, like, I don't know anything about Tulsa. And it's only an hour and a half up the road. It's kind of crazy. No, it really is. And they're, and they're. Totally different cities. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't know anything. And I mean, we ended up moving up here along a like a lot sooner than we thought we would. But I'm so grateful for that, you know, in hindsight. Um, so I was able to stay on with the Human Genome Center remotely. And it really gave me time to try to get a feel for the community and how I could possibly contribute and, you know, what, what, how in the world was I going to apply what I was doing in Houston, which has the largest medical center in the nation. Which a lot of people from Oklahoma City go to. Yes. Yeah. Really the largest medical center in the world here, which of course has great research, but I felt like that's not what I wanted to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I love to cook. I love uh, making deceptively healthy things and creating recipes and um, trying to make, you know, health effortless. And so I started to kind of plant this seed about um, doing, doing, applying my knowledge through food. That makes total sense. Was Jack on board from the beginning? Yeah. Jack is a very optimistic, positive I could so totally see that. Yes. Yeah. Um, that it's good. You have to have someone in your life like that. You right? do. That's, got, oh, that's cheering you on. That's saying that you can do it. That's has the you know a bright outlook. Yes, but I'm sure you felt challenges with this community because there was nothing healthy at the time. Right. I mean, cool greens, maybe. Like no. you know what I'm saying. No. Like as far as that's what <laughs> sorry. I'm saying. Oh wait, sorry. You know I was. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm no. Just we can positive. no, no. I'm just saying though. I feel like. Like Oklahoma City, I always joke that we're always like five years behind Dallas. I feel like that's changed now. But how many years ago was this? Like seven or eight? Yeah, 2014. Oh, my gosh. So, So, yeah. I feel like, though, in eight. Yeah. In food and in thinking about how food nourishes your body and is can be healthy. I feel like we're 15 years behind. I mean, yes, but, you know, I think it's gotten a lot. There has has gotten better. It has sped up in the last Three or four years. What makes me sad, like, I love seeing the increasing amount of healthy, healthy focused, or really it's about ingredients, Mm -hmm. like local ingredients, about where they come from. And yeah, and they're organic. And, you know, I know sustainable is very important, but if you are going to eat seafood, it's super important that it's wild caught. Right. And grass fed meat and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a few organic options. So it's like, these people are putting together this food in an incredible way. And if there's just a little bit of consciousness with the sourcing, it makes all the difference in the world health wise. And I think most people are willing to pay for it. That is, um, that is something that is so awesome about the younger generations and social media. It, it almost, when I started provision kitchen, 
2014. We opened in 2015. The education barrier. And I knew that was going to be my yeah, biggest Yeah, it was obstacle. crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're trying. I mean, you don't at all want to be condescending or tell people what they're doing is wrong. But at the same time, you want to say, here's an awesome new, you know, better option. And this is why. Well, and at that point, I don't think everybody was eating organic or, mm, you know, like no. that's what I'm saying. I feel like you're at, you were starting at zero. Yeah. You want to make it approachable. Right. You don't want to make it this, you know, un, unattainable thing. And, um, and that, that was a big challenge. But now since we've merged with organic squeeze and so much time has passed and they really you know, that was their challenge too. They would go set up anywhere and say, just try the juice. If you don't like it, you know, we'll give you a free whatever and just try it and just go out and just give out juices, just trying to get people to try it. And now with social media, I mean, especially Gen Z, they know everything. Oh my gosh. I joke that these girls don't gain weight in college anymore, which is so unfair <laughs> because they know how to eat. Yes. <laughs> like just from, mm-hmm. and I can't even navigate social media like that. I don't even know where they get this info, but it's just this general knowledge. Right. It's so much better. Which is honestly, it's funny because like everyone who wants to work and in, in the smoothie shops and stuff, they're all young Girls and guys, not and Neely. They get. I sent Neely over for an interview. She goes, "Mom, I'm not getting a job where people can see me." Oh, it's <laughs> like, oh my god, my job. Everybody sees me all day, but nobody sees me. I'm in real trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try again next summer. That's yeah. Do I'll try to send her over there. If not, send her over to babysit, or we'll put her in the production. Oh, I wouldn't nobody trust her. her with children. Oh, production. Yeah, production. Kitchen. Oh, actually, she That's would actually really idea. love that. Oh, she would. Yes, she, she loves would. to cook. Oh, there. See, she'd learn oh. a lot. Wait, that's a great idea. We have a lot of like UCO students who just want to come in on their off shifts and do what they need to do and get out and not face customers or work till 11 o'clock at night. I mean, that's the great thing about the production kitchen. It has good hours. That's a great idea. Summer job for Neely. Perfect. Hired. Hired. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should meet her first. Yeah, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably. Um, Okay. So you... When what so what year did you merge provision with organic squeeze? What was when was that? Mm, let's see. We started talking in 2018, 2019. Um, so Charlie, my my almost four year old, was about to turn one. Okay. So we had been talking with organic squeeze because they were right across the plaza from us. And Nicole's was provision still-, still open then when you started talking to them? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they, we were, we were both renting from the same non-local real yes. estate firm. I know the, the non-local Catherine real estate loves. firm that, yes, <laughs> that you read from. I say that. I read uh, from them as well. Every, actually, it's Christmas. Every Hallmark movie is probably about them. It's always the big, bad real estate. They don't care about the And I've seen people. every Hallmark movie. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> always like, that's them. Uh-huh. Um, so we were like, okay, we have the same customer base. What we do well and what they don't do well really complement each other. They opened up a Midtown um, one that was a little bit before its time. And unfortunately, with oil crash, none of the apartments were built like expected. Mm. So the Organic Suisse had closed the Midtown location. They really wanted a food option. And having a one-year-old and really not being willing to compromise on my time with him. Um, I had to work really hard to get him here and I didn't want to have any regrets. I was looking for a change in lifestyle because I it it was I had no regrets of his first year. 
but you could only do it when you only have one. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I was putting him to bed and going up there till two to four and coming back to feed. And I mean, it was just to get the business part stuff done. You right. Know? So um, we started talking. Meanwhile, Hal Smith comes in and says, I want your food. I want your smoothie. Let's open a Norman location. So we that's how that's how it came about with building a production kitchen. And that's just organic Swedes and provision kitchen. It was literally kind of split down the middle with like the food and snack side and the and then we got the idea of building this production kitchen, taking the stuff fresh every day to our retail stores. And Hal Smith was incredible. He's such a gentleman. We love him. The Norman location was in the wrong location. And also his his daughter was unfortunately in an unexpected life situation where she couldn't manage the store like she planned on. So, what? I mean, we both went into that thinking, who's going to end up with Hal Smith, me or you? And Robert and I just had really clicked. And what he is so good at the product, the customer service, the actual operations of the store. And what I'm really good at, the sourcing, the health, the nutrition, the menu creation, all of the business side of, of stuff. And I really don't like being in the store on the daily. <laughs> I don't like to be seen. Just like that. Um, we just jived and we sort of ran with it. So we took over. So how long was the Norman location open? Um, a little over a year. And it was... It was organic squeeze. Mm-hmm. It was organic with provision kitchen in it. Yes, the way the way that it. Okay, it was really organic squeeze and provision kitchen operating together, managed by Hal Smith Restaurant. Gotcha. So sort of okay, everything we were okay. really hands. So you guys got to really focus on the product in that store, right? And we got you didn't to have to worry about the all the rest of it. And yeah, nothing. None. That's of it. It kind of a gift, system. even though the Norman location didn't didn't stay open to have that opportunity to get the production kitchen up and running was huge was really great for what's happening now i mean if you didn't have that kitchen you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now well and i feel like as a consumer because i go to organic squeeze i go almost every day yeah me too (laughs) it's like kind of (laughs) yeah i mean seriously but i will say that um since you have started doing the ingredients they've gotten a lot cleaner which, because I used to be like, does this have added sugar? Does this yeah. have this? Mm-hmm. Does this? It has yeah. gotten. I agree and with you. Now I don't have to ask those questions. I know exactly, like you know, if I don't want agave, I just ask for no agave. I don't have to worry about any of the other Anything. juices or yep. milks having added mm-hmm. sugar, or like whatever, like all of those stuff. I've like noticed. I was like, this is a Whitney thing for sure. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. You know, you say everyone in a relationship has to have that optimistic. I am the brick, and both Robert and Jack are balloons. You oh, know, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I am not a pessimist. I am a realist. Yeah. But I just, I mean, it's my sense of humor. I just say it how it is and we go on our way, but I'm like, no compromises here. Yeah. And I know too much. I'm like, I'm not, I can't. Yeah. You've seen sick people. Yeah. If I'm not going right. to feed yeah. my babies that, I'm then not going to gonna... Oklahoma City that. Well, and I do yeah. think people are willing to pay for it because every time I'm in there, it's packed. I mean, there's always people well, you know, we worked placing really, really, really hard. And that was part of uh, the benefit of being with Hal Smith was trying to get better sourcing mm-hmm. and giving me some freedom to right. hammer down on the cost. But, you know, we we have not raised our prices. Restaurants are up 8% across the board since November of last year. I mean, inflation's real, you know, totally. and it's getting harder and harder to make those margins. But we really, I know that it's not necessarily... 
you know, an everyday habit for a lot of people, but we try to make it as attainable as possible. Um, and now, I mean, you go to any restaurant and your salad is 15 bucks. Totally. And, and the lettuce chain. tastes like plastic. Yes. I mean, it- and so it's like, we're really trying to keep our snacks at five to six, our entrees below 10 and our smoothies are, you know, six, eight and seven or six, eight and nine. And I feel like for kids, I mean, I, I don't feel guilty giving them those cookies mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of the sweet things. No, I will let my I, I kids mean, get whatever sweet. they want They're not at Organic really. Squeeze, whatever right. you want, literally anything yes. in this place you can get. Which yeah. it should be because, you know, food, food should really just be food. Right. And it's just like, that's not good. That's not bad. It's right. just that you know that it's made with ingredients that their bodies recognize. And so therefore, it'll fill them up and hopefully when they're full, they'll move on. And it's not it's not this thing where you have to really worry about it. I, I mean, I love it. It was, you know, I, I always have these like ideas popping into my head when we're doing the podcast. Of, Are you about to pitch something? Uh-huh, I'm about to pitch something. Okay, let's hear it. So, you know, I have you, well, you have two boys and he has a boy and a girl. I have two girls, 15 and 13. I would say that my, my mom was from LA and so she was always really healthy growing up. So, I mean, we never had junk in our house. I would go to a friend's house and I'd like clean out the, ca- you know, the cabinet eating all their junk. So you're like little Debbie's. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, I wouldn't eat anything out of my friend Tara's, you know, pantry. So, I mean, I have tried to be healthy with my kids. I'm not quite as good as Emmy is, but well, I'm not you know, as good as Whitney is. Believe me. Well, we're definitely not as good as Whitney yeah. is, but I have, you know, I have focused on it. I mean, I've, focused on it in a way that I've tried not to talk about it in terms of weight, that I've tried to talk about it in terms of health, or like how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. you know, having sort of a well-rounded plate. There's always a vegetable. Yep. You know, I have exhausted, I think, all my resources. OK. And it none of it has stuck at this point. I mean, it is next level unhealthy at my house with these kids and Neely's getting and ready to get want. yeah and that's what she's gonna have a car in March she can drive herself anywhere she wants she can go to Taco Bell she can go to whatever Chick-fil-A she can do whatever she wants it would be nice to have an opportunity for my kids to hear how food affects their bodies from someone other than their mom because what they do is they look at me now and they're like mom you're fat shaming me and I'm like, I'm just saying you can't have Taco Bell is not fat shaming. That That is that's those two things are not correlated. So having an opportunity to talk to teenage girls about food and how it fuels your body and the importance of it and the ins and outs of the nutrition that's coming from someone trusted that is that they can sort of relate to would be really amazing. Like yeah, I agree. a cooking class for teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just something. Well, you, you, that, you, I loved your cooking classes when you had the other space. Thanks. Yeah. They I mean, could, awesome. can we yeah. think about how we could? I like that. And, you know, it's funny because like you each stage with your kids, you learn something different. And I do. I'm very conscious of I've had a lot of friends with eating disorders and my sister has struggled with it. And I it's a relief with boys. But you still don't. You still, you still want don't them. want them eating Chick Fil A yeah. and Taco Bell every and, day. Yes, but from a, a psychological yes, perspective. from a psychological perspective. And for, with exactly. girls, you have to be really yeah, conscious really careful. Of that. And even with Charlie, it's like from a very young age. It's been what the first thing my mom would say is "Good boy," and I'm like, "No, he is a good boy. He's not a good boy because he cleaned his right. plate." And you know, yeah, conscious, he's a good boy just because he is right because he's here exactly. Yeah. Um, and so things like that that from a young age you're not associating 
food with an emotion or food with a reward or food with a bribe. We had this conversation three days ago. My house. That's well, it. That's I did such and such. It. Can you take me to get an icy? And I was like, those two things are not connected. Yes. And it's, it's hard. It's one of the hardest things that I do as a parent. I, I feel like I really struggle with it as far as like when my kids are good at the doctor getting a sucker like that. I'm really bad about. However, when my like my parents like way grew up, you cleaned, you made a happy plate, which meant everything was gone. Right. And Children now, are starving in Africa. That's what my mom. That's what my parents yeah, used to tell me. Like, well, so we're going to send this dinner to Africa. I mean, live. I don't eat it. Like really. And even my, about five, you're like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's like, yeah, making sure like my kids can eat when they're hungry and they stop when they're full. That's mm-hmm. like my big thing because I feel like I'm an overeater. Yep, so I am too. Like, well, and you know, with with Charlie, it's like I used to really try. You know, it's yes. a lot of the the influencers and a lot of people that have a large following with things about kids meals and and all of that kind of idea meal prep and what to feed your kids they'll say you need to make it equivalent you know right. put the dessert on the plate don't make it a hierarchy where right, this is right, the right. sought after thing but that's just, we we're in a phase it just it works until it doesn't work mm-hmm. and what they do is they eat it and then they're full and then they don't want the other stuff exactly yeah. and yeah. so you know my husband had a really healthy upbringing with the relationship with food, I ask him often, he's like, oh, no, it was you eat your vegetables. And then, you know, so it's hard to really kind of toe that line and not make it a reward. Totally. Um, If this, then that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But we are working on kids meals for their lunches kind of mix and match things for moms to put in their own bento boxes, because I have just heard over and over and over again. Can you help us with lunches? Yeah, we, we get the chicken bites. I love that. Oh, I get the chicken bites. I'm like, (laughs) we're about to, we're, we're, well, actually we did just launch them in the, um, a pack of 25. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Oh, you did? Mm Mm-hmm. Pack of 25. Oh, they just go so quickly. Yes. And I mean, from a packaging and cost and all Mm -hmm. that, it's like, let's just do it. And, and yeah, I mean, when probably if you or your husband ate, it's like, well, you need two packs as is. So yeah, that's true. That's the way we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want, you know, six to eight. Um, so we're working on more mix and match options for that. And then we're really close to launching kids smoothies that are fridge friendly. Oh. So you don't have to come into the store. They're like you can grab them and throw them in their lunch and they taste delicious and they look cool. They're cool colors, but they have 50 percent of their daily fruits and vegetables, balanced fats, balanced protein. And not that you don't want your kid to be eating the stuff you're talking about trying to teach them to eat, but. In my mind, as a mom, like if I know we have time to go to organic squeeze and I throw cauliflower in the smoothie and there's no added sugar and all that or spinach or it makes Mm -hmm. at least, you know, they got it. They Mm -hmm. got fruits and veggies. So it's like dinner's kind of the time to try those new foods, the taste, the textures, learn about your balance plate. But at least if we know they didn't eat Cheetos and pizza for lunch. Yeah, that's actually you and I've talked about this. I mean, smoothies are the number one way. I feel like I get good nutrition to my children. Mm -hmm. That's what they have every morning for breakfast is a smoothie with spinach in it or cauliflower. I like learned that from you. I didn't even. Yeah, I never even thought about putting cauliflower. I mean, I know you guys do it, but I've never done it myself. The rice cauliflower. Oh, that's a great idea as opposed to chunking Uh off a whole. I mean, you can buy like the organic um, riced frozen cauliflower is what I have. And then it makes it cold. Oh, you're right. Then it's yeah. already frozen. It's just creamier. It's just, yeah. Don't do raw. Okay. It's got to be frozen. Okay. Yeah. Don't, th- yeah, not raw. Um, but yeah, I feel like as a mom, like I always do that because then I know that they've at least had something green 
right off the bat. And then, yeah, no added sugar at breakfast is yep. kind of our other big thing. And as long as which it's is balanced, really with, hard. it's really hard. Yes, it is really hard. As long as it's balanced with fats and protein. But I would love to have a smoothie at lunch, too. For then, them? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even if they, you know, at some point you got to let them be kids, which I right. hate to even say. No, but. no. But there's, it's all about like, yeah, I don't want my, I, yes, I agree. Because you don't like Catherine did when she was a kid. You don't oh, want them to go yeah, to your like friend's literally house. Literally going to your friend's and house like, and eating yeah. every piece of junk. It's like undoing everything your everything mom Everything my mom did. Yeah. And yeah, I totally get that too because I'm in the position your mom was in. Right. You know, and I don't want Charlie to you be want the little Catherine. <laughs> yeah, which is, oh God. I mean, but, that's, I yeah, I get what you're saying though. It's like you don't want your kid to be like having fruit snacks for the first time and like bouncing off the wall and they're, I mean. But it does yeah. make such a difference with how often they get sick, mm-hmm. how long they stay sick, yeah. how much energy they have, how how they throw tantrums. I mean, all of that stuff is directly correlated. And even seeing it, my own kid who I've had in this little haven and then him really, you know, being sort of let go this year at Cassidy. Yeah. And, um, and you, you're like, okay, buddy, you know, it really quickly becomes a constant habit or a constant want. And you're like, this mm-hmm. is why, this is changing and this is why you feel like this and this is why you have bumps on your skin and we got to reel it back in a little bit. That's okay. It's, some, it's okay sometimes, not always. Yeah, that's what we talk about because Huffman now has, he asks if anything, like when he's eating something, he'll be like, is this healthy? It's like his big question right now. So if we're eating something, he'll be like, is this healthy? And like yesterday, we my favorite holiday tradition is making Christmas cookies with my mom. And, you know, the whole time he's like, is this healthy? And I'm like, no, it's not. But I was like, it's okay today. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should not eat like this every day. I was like, it's okay. Maybe just once a week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like creating boundaries for your kids with food, I think is healthy, Yep. but also letting them indulge in a way so that when they do have it in front of them, it's not just like open season. Yep. You know? Yeah. And the more I, I do that with Charlie, the more he's like, let's save this for later, which is oh, a mom yeah. I'm so proud oh. of. I'm like, yep, you can have it. I, you know, and I never throw it away. I never eat it. I right. make sure that if he wants it the next day, it's there. Oh, Jeff did that the other day. Huffman saved half of his cookie and then Jeff ate it. And then Huffman was <laughs> like, like no. yeah. where's my cookie? Yeah. yeah. I was like, Jeff, no, just because there's like whatever. But, you know, with. OK, so when I was pregnant, I wouldn't take the big disgusting red drink that they make you drink oh yeah and because you know a little crazy over here and i was like no wait when they test you for glucose yeah the glucose test yeah i I mean i was like i guess i drank that i haven't it's it's like 75 grams of sugar and and tons of food dye and i was just like nope not exposing my baby to that so i pricked my finger for three weeks and um, you do it like three times a day. It's actually super easy, but I was happy to do it. And of course, my doctor just laughed and was like, sure. So um, I, I can't imagine that she was surprised. No, I mean, yeah. I think honestly, they were like, with the Charlie, they were like, this. come again. And then with Everett, they're like, oh, this is the thing now. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Like oh, all East drank. and West Coast. Oh, wait, you're every. It all happens on the East and West Coast first. Oh, see, I drink the drink. I didn't even know about this. It's okay. I don't it's even okay. remember. Everybody's the drink. done yeah. it. I'm just. Here's the problem. When you know too much, it's. And I know too much when it comes to this. There's a lot I don't know, but this is this is my jam. So I read too much about it. I've read too much research. I'm just like, you know what? Not gonna, not gonna give an opportunity to turn those genes on because some kids are more sensitive than others. You know. How do you keep it? How do you keep it from being debilitating and? So, I have come 
Okay, so let me tell my finger press. Okay, yeah, yeah, keep. So it was a great opportunity for me to be like, okay, these changes that we've made, what we produce at, at the Provision Kitchen part, which is now all one company, Organic Squeeze. Because you're testing your blood sugar, right? Yeah. So you're like. It was never more balanced than after I had a smoothie. Interesting. Which people, their biggest fear of a smoothie is it's too It's much too sugary. Because, you know, I do, I do think about that when I go order my smoothie. I'm like, am I going to order the one with all fruits and no vegetables? And how is that going to affect me? So you're saying even. So we, we, we're really balanced with fat. Yeah, you have to do your fat. fat. Yeah, That's the what, actual formulations are really balanced, but I always do no agave. I always, always do no agave. Do I, I always say that. I always add in collagen. Oh, okay. Always, always. No, I don't do we that. Have, I, I don't do that, but I will. Spinach. Okay. It's 20 I always add in spinach and get rid of the agave. I always add collagen spinach or collagen cauliflower, depending on the flavor of the smoothie. But oh. um, you have your veggies, your fruits, your protein, your fat. And um, if we have organic hemp protein, if people want a, a vegan option. Um, but yeah. And so with those changes, and I mean, really... Robert, that's what Robert, my business partner, was so good at was entering the Oklahoma palette, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. whereas I tried to go straight up. This is what it is. My palette. And he knew. He's like, we need to have a little middle ground. Yes. Yes. So he knew you had to have the gave in there and the people that, that don't want it, they keep it out. And you know what? For most people, they are getting the absolute healthiest thing that they could eat and it tastes good to them. And that's the goal. Right. You know. That's how many. Okay, I don't know if you know this metric, but like out of all the smoothies sold, do you know how many are ordered with no agave? You know, I don't know that. I'd be interested to know, like how many people are saying no agave. I'd probably say 15%. I you mean, what do I know? Low? I think it's low, probably. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it is for sure low. Robert's okay. always like, well, it's because it's you. And I, yeah, probably, honestly, 10 to 15%, I'd guess. Well, I believe that, though, because when I did my glucotest, the the old fashioned way of the gross drink and whatever. However, my blood sugar was the lowest with this kid that it's been for all three of mine. And I think it's because every morning I have a smoothie and I make sure there's plenty of fat and make sure there's protein and make sure there's spinach or cauliflower. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So having the fat mixed in there is, imp- is important. Super. Yeah, very, super important. Very. Because sometimes I stress about my cocoa cashew swirl. I'm like, is there too much Fat, or are there too many fats in there? No, I'm just going to trust Here's the system. The thing. I'm if, not going to even ask any questions. Okay. I love this. I don't have to make any choices. You know, I think that it depends on what you eat that day. If you're eating high fats that day, yeah. don't do the cocoa cashew, do something with it a little bit less. But in order to make your smoothie balanced, you have to have fat in there. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why the smoothies from Tropical Smoothie Cafe are so horrifically bad. Oh, for those you. things are horrible. I can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which the line's always wrapped around the door, uh-huh, that corner. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's um there and I do we do try to say that on social just in a in a subtle way is we're hundred percent organic. There's no syrups, there's no, you know, powders, powder, there's no exactly. Um not it's not all fruits. I mean, and not even real fruits at that, but that's where smoothies get the bad rap. But yeah, you have to have the healthy fats really keep you full longer. They change completely the way your body absorbs them and they stabilize your blood sugar so you don't spike and crash. Okay. And also your body says, I'm getting plenty of fats so I so can I'm release not cravings. Fat. Okay. And I can release fat. Yeah. It makes you oh. lose weight. Yeah. It does. Not, sorry. I should not say lose weight, but it, it like as somebody who's lost a lot of weight in the last like five years, that is how you lose weight is actually by keeping your fat level. The healthy fats. At a, at a good, yeah. you can't, you cannot lose weight with that. Like that's why keto and I'm actually, I don't know about keto, but that's why a lot of fad diets 
people lose a lot and then they gain it back because their body says, oh, I don't have any fat. And yet, right. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Are you OK? Yeah. I'm looking at Whitney because she knows I know, like, like, yeah, she, she knows, knows the chemistry right. and like all this stuff behind this. Yeah, I you, just know what I've been told. Yeah. You go into ketosis. So you literally burn ketones. Right. Um, but you have to follow those macros. So strict right. or or it's your it opposite. Yeah. yeah. But it's really good if people really if that works for them for a certain period of time and then they can go back to a balanced diet. Okay, so you're not anti-keto. I'm not anti-keto, but I I think it's for a certain subset of people at a certain period in their life for a certain period of time. Oh, okay. I'm kind of anti-keto. I'll tell you. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. know. Why. I think it's weird. It's a lot. It's a lot. I personally don't do it. I think I have felt, now this is obviously, each person is their own individual person, but I never feel better than when I've eaten 75% vegetables. Yep. 20% fruit and 5% grains. Yeah. So what I mean, I when, the more vegetables I eat, the better I feel. Whether they're complex carbs, carbs or not. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Especially really for women. Yeah. I think that the carbs are so important for our hormones, for our health, for our mood, for our fertility. And so I am... I am, like I said, a certain person, a certain period of time at a certain point in their life. If you're a guy and you're 45 and you're done having kids and you want to do it for a month to try to lose weight, it's not going to hurt you. But in long in the long run, it it it, it causes me it clogs up your arteries, kidney <laughs> damage. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Severe kidney damage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like at this point with food, my relationship, I used to feel so restrictive with all these like things I would try. And now it's like if I'm eating clean, I feel good and I don't feel restricted. Right. Yeah. And that back to what you asked earlier. Yeah. But how do you not? Yeah, I think, you know, I think when I started Provision Kitchen, I was at such a different place. And it's hard to remember what life was like pre-kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It is, girls. It's very hard. Yeah. In every stage, I'm sure it just gets Mm -hmm. harder and harder. Um, But yeah, I would say I was a lot more restrictive and a lot more fearful of fats. And I'll say that. Um, And slowly I've learned, you know, through more and more research and reading and personal experience that truly when you eat you know, all of the proper macros, organic whole foods, you can eat whatever you want and maintain a weight so easily and a lifestyle and feel good and not get sick. And a lot of the common ailments that so many people struggle with can be definitely prevented, but certainly treated as well with these lifestyle changes. And so, you know, my, my biggest probably freedom has been my second kid. So, you know, I've, practice this lifestyle for a long time, but I also am a, you know, normal. You go out to dinner and eat with your friends. I was about to Mm -hmm. say like you eat cheese, great cheese and you drink great wine. Like you, yeah, it's not like you're just. And I eat sweets. I, we had some people over for dinner on Thursday and I had baked the frozen cookie dough of the provision kitchen cookies, organic sweets cookies, which when you serve is like they're they're good in the store but when you bake them fresh they're so good and they were like oh my god and they felt so guilty and i said just so you know i eat <laughs> at least i eat two of those almost every day yeah and don't gain weight and i do not have good genes and i that is not i don't have a good metabolism you know it's just because it's balanced it's coconut sugar it's the healthy fats your body's getting all the other nutrients throughout the day it can let go of that you know yeah and there's minerals and vitamins and stuff with it too. So it fulfills your cravings and you're not craving more and more. Totally. It's, it's, you know, devitalized stripped foods. 
Yeah. So, but with my second kid, you, my time is just, you know, I used to be able to really work and work out and cook and do the house, all the things while Charlie was asleep or during his naps. And it, that is out the window. Yeah. And too. Yeah. And you just, it's like, you know what? Control and schedule does not exist. And you just have to do what you can and seeing that eating like this without even thinking about it, when I used to have to think about it all the time, mm-hmm. it all is okay. And it works itself out. It does and- free up some brain power for some other things. If you know that what you have access to in terms of your food is already perfectly balanced and healthy, then I think I you don't spend quite as much time worrying about it. Yeah. You can think about other things. Like Which I think your a lot of and- girls do mm-hmm. think about that. And one of my good girlfriends who works in DC, she said, I just don't want to think about food that much. She's had past struggles with it. And I said, but that's the thing I don't, you know, it's just, if I want burgers, I make burgers. It's just definitely a hundred percent grass fed beef. And I, I look at the ingredients of the buns and it's, it's primal kitchen, uh, ketchup and I make sweet potato fries and I use avocado oil or coconut oil. And, you know, it's just, it all tastes the same and it tastes yummy and filling. And I'll put bacon on there if my kids want bacon. You know, it's just where the source comes comes from. from. Yeah. And, you know, some people listening to this, if they're educated on the sustainability aspect or the environmental aspect, I understand that there are certain communities around the world that it does have to be mass produced. And it is, it, that that's why these unfortunate like systems have been created to get food product here is because we have mass quantities of people who need to be fed and it's just got more and more and more and more removed from where it should be. Where it came from yeah. the source. Yeah. Totally. Well, let's talk about winter on Western, right? Winter on Western? Win- mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Let's do talk about winter I, on Western. I know. We're going to pivot. It's just- made my whole holiday just yeah. that much brighter. I so love tell it. us kind of how this... I mean, how this came to be, because it really I I told you I teared up when I saw Western because I didn't know I was like about to see it. And then I was like, oh, my God, the lights are back. And you probably hadn't thought about the fact that you were missing it necessarily, right? Like it was always such a staple. And then and then it was and then it wasn't. And now now it's it's back. back. Mm -hmm. It's been gone for how many years? Six, almost seven years. That's what I told Gosh, Jeff. I was like, I think that it, yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you know, just looking around town, like even even just driving around the houses, there is more cheer this year. There is. I think there is for sure. And it does bring like for Aubrey, who who started the lights with Chesapeake, to know that emotion that that brings people. I mean, this year I was like, I don't know if it's because people need more Jesus in their life after COVID. I don't know if it's because oil is no longer 39. I don't know what it is, but everybody kind of brought it, brought it this year and driving. It makes you so proud. It makes you proud to be part of the community. And um, it's just, it, it does. It brings a certain joy to your heart. So actually Edie Rudman, which is her husband is uh, Dr. Rochef. She was at the Metro and a waiter came up and said, I've heard so many people that are just really wish that the lights would be brought back to Western. 
knowing she was eating with somebody who they were philanthropic, you know, fun, they fundraisers and could maybe make this happen. And so it all started from a waiter at the Metro who doesn't want to be named. The, it all starts at the I Metro, by the is. way. And uh, yeah, yeah it, we started this podcast <laughs> at the be, Metro. Yes, who doesn't yeah, want to be Oh, that was your lunch. I love that. Um, yeah. So she went to um, Lisa Siner of uh, Oklahoma City Beautiful and Teresa Rose of... Um, the Foundations of Oklahoma, Community Foundations of Oklahoma. She is in the ex-executive of Chesapeake who did all their philanthropic giving. Oh, right. That's why I know her name. I'm like, I know her. She's a sweetheart. And so, of course, they were all about trying to raise the funds. So then they went to a lot of local donors um, and very quickly raised $200,000. When did this start? When did they start working on this project? November. I mean, oh my fast. gosh, this year, November. Fast. Yeah, that's why so it that's came why. up so quickly. And I was like, where did how this do you where yeah. were the lights like sitting in a warehouse somewhere? No, they, they, they bought buy, them. That's why all it was brand so new lights of the first year. Oh, and, you know, they want and that's why I posted, you know, please follow so that people will be aware because that was my thing is obviously, you know, my my family and my mother in law were very passionate about it. And um, I did want to ask you why lights kind of are so important to your family. Well, Aubrey, the the romance story is that she, my mother-in-law loved lights, Christmas uh-huh. lights. Mm-hmm. And so he started doing this at Chesapeake and then he would turn them off and then leave them on, turn them back on on Valentine's Day. She loved oh, them so much. Oh, okay. She would say that's not true. It's kind of true. <laughs> but you, you guys know, I mean, just, he was big on culture and giving to the community yeah. and really... It sort of puts it in perspective because we've been, it's been dark for yeah. six, seven years mm-hmm. and sort of the emotion that that brings people yeah. and you go to other big cities and you take it for granted, all these Christmas lights displays. Well, someone's paying for that, you know, and it's, yeah. a, it's mostly gifts from people. And, um, I think his thought was, why can't we have that in Oklahoma city, you know? Yeah. And, um, the whole, the whole, you know, connection with lights and then um, people appreciating that is what really is so, you know, um, impressive and, and makes you, it really gives you hope because people clearly really appreciated it. They, they've missed it and they want it back. Yeah. I mean, when I would have friends in from TCU, I'd be like, we would, I would make sure we drove by Chesapeake to see the lights. I love that. Because there just wasn't anything like it. And I mean, you know, in Dallas, you have, um, in the Island Park Village, those lights are insane, but it's like, it's so different here because they're colored and it's, I don't know. And it was kind of the first like tree wrap yes. and you don't really, you didn't really see that. Yeah. Right. That did sort of start the trend for the tree wrap. Yep. Yeah. yeah, not just the outside. And that's All the other the thing like you have to appreciate when you're driving down yeah. Western is how many lights those are. So but, many. I, you know, I posted for people to follow so that next year, if if they want to give or participate or try to raise money because they want it to grow, grow bigger and bigger and bigger and it really be this community thing. But this year we did it so fast and so furious. I know that's it went up and I was like, oh, I didn't give any money. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which um, is great. I mean, I'm so glad that they were able to do that. Yes. No, it was awesome. And it's all, you know, people that were associated with Aubrey or associated with Chesapeake and and they really want to continue that tradition. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to see how it's going to be. Be- I bet it's going to be bigger and better even next year. So I, I, I will say, so we were, we love to go drive around and go see the lights. And of course they, you know, 
we always drive past Katie's house. And so we were driving, we drove past her house and it was so beautiful. And then we were driving, we kept going down Grimble. Well, we went around Grimble, but my kids were like, those people copied off Mrs. McClendon. How could they copy? And I was like, they're like, get your own lights. And I was like, okay, everybody take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The girls are so But funny. I mean, but they're such, she was such a trendsetter in the, in the light world. And I think really set the stage for why you can't even drive around Nichols Hills well, or, on Friday or Saturday night during Christmas because no, everybody is seeing the lights. And it's a little bit like Halloween when, you know, Kids come from all over the place to come trick-or-treating. And it makes me so happy that people have a place to go that brings them so much joy. And Mm -hmm. the lights for me is the same thing. Totally. If I have to drive three miles an hour, I have to drive three miles an hour. Yes. No, And I'm happy to do it. And that's what Jack said last night. He was like, you know, it makes me so happy to see so many people wanting to come look at the lights. And our street has turned over slowly since we moved on it. it. It was all... Older people who have sold their houses to younger families, and the whole street is lit up now. And it it makes your street is good, proud. Thanks, really good. Thank you. Everyone has a good a good Christmas spirit. But yeah, there's a lot of things like that in Oklahoma City, and um, you know that everyone realizes if you just give a little, or how good it makes you feel to bring joy to other people. And you know that's something that I think is so cool about our community because we're kind of small town, but we have the ability to do all, all these things right. and make a difference Yeah, um, that is like a big city, you know? Totally. Well, it kind of leads me to my first final question. So Oklahoma city in 10 years, organic squeeze in 10 years, and then you personally in 10 years, kind of where do you see these three things landing? I'm sure I'll be totally wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's right. And I think that's okay. I think everyone expects yeah, it, right? You have to I mean, think about have to it. Think about it. Asking right. right now, I'm just like ten, in ten. I know. Minutes, ten years. In ten minutes, I will be in ten years. Feeding a baby. The boys will be oh, like fourteen. Which is they won't want to hold my hand and shout, "I love you, mommy!" anymore. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Organic Squeeze will have a few more locations. Will be steady and successful, and I would love to expand to Tulsa. Um, I think that's a yeah. That's, we're. we're if I hadn't had a baby, we'd already have another location <laughs> open, but I'm like, oh, I only can handle so much right now. Um, but we have a good thing going and I hope that people really continue to appreciate the product. And um, I had our customers a million are, pumpkin bowls, by the way. Oh, God. Well, they were okay. So we just, I was so mad I didn't have the pumpkin bowl because I kept thinking the coconut that's going to be cream. too much sugar. That's going to be too much sugar. I should have had the pumpkin it's, bowl. It's, I got it. It was so balanced. I'm going to order whatever I want. I think you know what? Go banana, that we just launched the go bananas bowl because people love the toppings to the pumpkin bowl. Oh, so much. So I'll be, like I'm going to get it today. Type. Ooh. Um, so I, I was like, we got to keep it because I did this. I would crave it. Crave it. Um, it it has gotten me through till my next pregnancy. Year like, and that's something. It's like a smoothie is so easy. The smoothie, the bars, the snacks, the peanut butter bowls. So easy to just grab and go. Like so many people in different phases of life. Kids in the backseat. Men running to work. Women running to work. Whatever. Around the house. Doing a multitasking. It's so easy to sip a smoothie. But to eat a bowl or eat a salad is like a luxury. It is. Yes. You get to sit down and enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Yes. So that's probably part of it too. So good. Um, so personally, I mean, hopefully I'll be raising two boys that are contributing members of the Oklahoma city community and, um, you know, good, good, um, 
Christian boys that are smart and trying to find their way in the world and find purpose to make a difference. And, um, you know, hopefully this COVID thing will be gone and my husband and I can travel again with, we always, we always take the boys with us. They're along for the ride, but that's something that I think everyone's really missed a lot because there's nothing like coming back home than when you've been away and experiencing something different. And so hopefully we'll be able to get a, a bit more of that back in our life. What about Oklahoma city? Where, where I think it'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a really positive trajectory for Oklahoma City. I think that, um, you know, for better or for worse, we're going to have more migration from other states. I think people are realizing all the positive aspects of living in a place like this and yeah. a lot of the negative aspects of living in places where we all kind of dream about living sometimes. And, um, you know, I think that they'll, we'll have more big city type shopping centers Larger apartment, larger retail, um, but hopefully still a lot of awesome local restaurants and shops. And that will kind of be our our uh, persona, I think, for for a long time. I could see that for sure. And hopefully so, too. I like that outlook. Yeah. For somebody who owns a local shop and for you who owns something local. Yeah. I think that people really do value it. And I think that, um, you know, I hope that as... We've made some decisions as a city and where outside big corporations have taken over. And it it's a big lesson. Mm-hmm. It's a big lesson that it really can completely yeah. damper um, all of this, all of these stories that have gotten us to the point where we right. are. That's such that's a good point, actually. I, I think I'm I mean, I think you're living that, too. I mean, I'm living that at Nicholas Plaza. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot that of if I were in charge of it, it would look completely differently. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. completely. Me mm-hmm. too. And across the triangle. Yes. And a lot of oil and gas companies and a lot of other companies that started from these ambitious local guys and, and changes have been made. And it makes so much difference in who is moving here from where, what they're bringing to the community, how they're contributing to the community versus all this outsourcing and moving and don't really care about investing in Oklahoma City as a growing community. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you're moving here from somewhere else, it's expected that you invest in the community and that you really embrace being an Oklahoman. And right. embrace being here. Yep. And I think that's something that's so great about Oklahoma City is just for an example, there are a ton of organic sweet site places in bigger cities. But I I think even compared to those, we're the best version of those flavor and health wise. We're, you know, I, there is nothing that slips through the cracks with me ingredient wise. And um, it is really the customers who have made us successful and who we are because there are those relationships. It is the word of mouth. And of course you can have that anywhere, but it's just another resource that when people move here, they have that. And it's a wonderful uh, part of the growing health, you know, healthy places to shop and eat in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. city. But um, would I have started that in another city? Probably not. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Well, I love that you started it here. Thank you. I love that you guys are doing this. You ready? This is fun. Okay. Our final question. Okay. <laughs> One of your best friends from high school comes to visit in Oklahoma City. You pick them up at the airport and you have the whole day to do whatever you want to take them to show them all your favorite places in Oklahoma City. You can have kids, no kids. You create this scenario. What do you guys go do? All right. Um, well, obviously, we 
sprint to Organic Squeeze to stock our house with all the goodies. <laughs> um, no, I love I love cooking at home. That's one of the best things I think about Oklahoma City, too, is the space that people can have. Yeah. And there's nothing like having a grocery store within distance with no traffic. I mean, it's priceless. Right. Um, love cooking at home. Love wine by the fire. We'd if, if it was daytime or we'd wake up the next day. I love brunch at Elemental. I love... Wait, brunch oh, at Elemental? Mm-hmm. They have good food? Great. Oh, the oh, food at Elemental's food. always been amazing. What? Yep. I've oh, never, yeah. Like... It's so good. Okay. I wondered whether or not they still did it because I haven't been there in a few years. Yes. I mean, it's really my favorite place to go. And then I love... I know you guys have had... Uh, talked about Plant. Oh, but yeah. But oh, yeah. I will always... I cannot be at Elemental without getting a latte from Plant. The matcha latte or the just regular mm-hmm. almond milk latte. But yeah. um, and that's the thing too is like you've always been a huge supporter of Emma's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, she, think, you know, she used to work at Organic Squeeze. Right? Yeah, yeah. didn't she do oh, some yeah, like menu or yeah. something? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> um, no, she was great. She started before she she had her own thing and was at uh, learning to be a nutritionist and all that. She's always been super passionate. And yeah, really I think talented. You guys have that in common for sure. Really talented. So yeah, brunch at Elemental. They have great food, and she really does. Elena tries to do a really good job of sourcing local. Everything is just delicious. I like this. This is this is. To I, me. I'm gonna go. Yeah, okay. me too. Avocado toast. Okay, it's the jam. Um, I love the sweet Jesus. I kind of modify it. There's scones. That? It's sandwiched with eggs, uh, sweet potato mash, cauliflower, and it comes with green and tomato. I take those off, um, but it's. It's delicious. It's okay. like the perfect I'm, combination of savory and sweet. I'm like, I, I just, my mind is blown that I've never been there. Every, anything on their menu is great. Everybody I take it, take there loves it. Okay. Their scones are my favorite scones in the city. Too. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love to bake good. They are okay. vegan. So I don't okay, love that because she doesn't oh. use real butter and stuff. But, oh, okay. And it does have soy, but um, because my, my son's allergic to soy, I just had to screw oh, yeah. it up. Anyway, um, let's see. Oh, and then I would love to take them to Fit Spa. Or Udonder. Ooh, uh, yeah. Fit Spa has infrared sauna. They have the best massages. Um, they have cryotherapy. All I mean, kinds of I could stuff. like really like roll myself to Fit Spa. Why am I? Why have I not been there? And oh. the, they're so lovely and wonderful they're over there. Sweet. So you don't, great. You I have never infrared, been. You don't infrared sauna. That is. I don't like during hot my things. pregnancy. That has been no, no, but it's not hot like a traditional sauna you don't breathe yeah oh i did do it once not, briefly okay you did? i could do that at someplace else briefly but maybe i, Wait, I need you to don't get like to hot things i thought you don't like cold things i don't like to be like super hot to where it gives me a headache like i don't do hot oh. yoga i don't do anything hot like yeah that. No, if it does if it does you got to get out yeah. I mean, it shouldn't give you a headache. Yeah. But yeah, it's when a great like, way to detox. Do okay, so Fit Spa, Udonda. I've never I done cryo. That. I need oh, to. Oh, really? I did that yeah. one time. No, just, you, know, um, you can cool. do it while you breastfeed. Fit Spa. I did. Oh, okay. Annie. That's <laughs> okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Hey, you know what? You have two precious genius children, so all's well. Yeah. Wait, yeah, what fine. did I do to my breast milk? No, it's just about de- your toxins release in your fat, which goes through your breast milk, so you're not supposed to do... Any of that stuff, which is a bummer. But um, oh, Fit Spa is owned by an awesome local girl who's just incredible, as is Udonder. Either one of those can't Mm -hmm. go wrong with. Yeah, we've had Um, Andrea on. I love that. I mean, honestly, Dr. Allison on, though. Yes, you do. Yeah, she And the great. other thing I was going to mention really fast, um, one of my big passions is the Loves Family Women's Center that we're building at Mercy. I'm on the Mercy Foundation. <sighs> and that goes, my, really what I'm bringing there is all that research with holistic wellness, women's wellness from 
pre-pregnancy all the way up through, you know, um, senior citizen. And Lori Cummins, the the president of the foundation, she would be great to bring on here. Oh, let's do oh, that because I don't know anything about this and I would love to. Yeah. It's going to be an incredible facility for Oklahoma City and really have some cutting edge um, resources for women that's and all in one place. Awesome. Um, and really they're doing stuff that's just incredible from the wellness side. Okay. Um, we and then that. we love dinner at Barrios, Frida, Osteria. That's where I would take them. And then good wine and good company. And hopefully one of the months of the year that has great weather in Oklahoma city, yeah. <laughs> which is basically going to be Christmas this year, you know, yeah. 75 degrees. Crazy. Tell me where you like to buy wine. Like, do you ship it from out of state or do you guys, do you have a local spot you like to buy it from? We definitely go to Bose. We use Stan Stack. Gotcha. Okay. And um, Jack always is reading about spirits and wine. It's his passion. And he always has specific things that he wants brought in. And oh, so he asked Stan to bring stuff in. Mm-hmm. Nice. But right now, our thing that we've been giving all of our friends is pear brandy. What is pear it's brandy? A, a jar of brandy oh, that, that has, has an actual pear, pear inside. In yes. And it is. So good. Can you get that? Wait, seen... So do you have to order that online? You have to order it online. Okay. He can't get it yet. He can gotcha. get the he can get it without the without pear inside, the pear. but you gotta have the pear inside. Mm-hmm. I've actually so seen any wine this or anything before. we get from Stan. Yeah. It's good. It's mm-hmm. good. Jo- Jack jokes that uh, you can drink it any day of the week because it's the holidays. Oh. <laughs> yeah. God. He also Monday, told me when not? he said where would you stop on the airport, he was like, Edna's, of course. That'd be the first stop. <laughs> oh. Ten years ago would have been Edna's. It would have been Edna's. Oh, uh, lunchbox. God, we're Talking oh, about God. those toxins. <laughs> I miss the whole Edna's craze. My brother was like, he would give Edna a ham every year for Christmas. Like my brother was like a regular at Edna's. I can't hang like that. No. Mm, I don't think I've ever done a lunchbox. It is kind of weird. Like we're going out to dinner a couple of nights this week with friends who are, you know, best friends from growing up. And I'm like, oh yeah, like this would be the week. Should we go, go to Edna's? Edna's? No, yeah, this would be so the week. Like, yeah. literally, I kind of laughed at that question because I was like, if I thought about it, <laughs> how boring does that sound? I'm like, brunch at Elemental, maybe Scissor Tell Park. Then we'd go to the spa and then we go out to this dinner and we'd <laughs> and hopefully be in bed I? by 10. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, eight years ago, it would have been like Edna's, Speakeasy, Groovies. Republic, <laughs> pass out on the couch, wake up, go to brunch at noon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> How times changed. That's okay. You got to get it out of your system at some point. Well, Well, Whitney, we love this. It was worth the wait. Thank thank you you for having me. So much. Yeah. So where can we not bore you guys too much with the nutrition stuff. No, no, no. no. Emmy and I love that. Are you kidding? And now I'm so, I'm going straight to Organic Squeeze and order one of everything on the menu. Actually, I really I'm not going to feel bad about it. I might go get the bowl, the new banana thing. Sounds really good. We'll see you for lunch. Let me know what you think. I will. Okay. Bye, dear. We loved it. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Thanks for what you're doing. You too. Oh my gosh. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. 